Hello guys, welcome back to another episode of the Baby Bed Podcast. I am Sandeep Rao and as always, thank you for joining me. Ah, that energy is beautiful. Now, let's talk about something that happened over the weekend. I traveled to Delhi after a long time, in fact, almost three years, closing on three years to uh, the NCR area for some shows. Uh, collaborated with a bunch of comedians there so they could sell the tickets and get the crowds and I would do the funny business and make them laugh. Well, I'm not going to talk about the shows because you know what? I'm going to keep a little bit of my life off this podcast so you can actually catch me live in action. But I'll tell you about the trip that happened and the flight on the way to Delhi. Yes, if you are a first-time listener, thank you for joining. Welcome. If you tune in every week, hey, appreciate it as always. You can send in your thoughts and prayers, your feedback, your opinions and criticism, suggestions, whatever it may be, to me on various platforms on Facebook, Instagram, or maybe just an email, whichever you choose. It's a free world and I leave it to you. See you on the other side. Baby Bed Podcast with Sunday Pro. Baby, check it out. So, I flew to Delhi last week. It was a uh, morning flight and uh, typically when people book you on flights, they ask you the preference of timing and airline. Uh, trains, we moved on from there. Unless, of course, my career is uh, spiraling further down than it already is, then I'll be probably taking a bullock cart or maybe even a cycle. And that will be an interesting cycle because knowing me with my limited vision, it'll be a tandem cycle. My wife will be uh, steering, I'll be cycling and eventually I'll get there for my 50th year in comedy. Let's land up in Delhi. They're like, oh, wow, you wrote some jokes on the way. I'm like, nah, that's not how it works. I think on the fly, not on the cycle. But I took a flight because things aren't that bad yet. And they booked me on this beautiful airline, which is extremely good because they provide a lot of assistance for people with disabilities, be it emotional, mental, or just physical. And unlike the US right now, where you're allowed to take your companion service animal on board, they just have human beings right now. So if you actually look at it, we're pretty progressive compared to the US. Who needs a dog, a cat, or maybe even a miniature horse when you have a person helping you? So I got a really, really good person to help me. In fact, my sister-in-law is a pilot for this airline. She's a captain, so she put in a word. So I was treated like borderline celebrity. They weren't really sure whether I was famous or just disabled. So they just gave the benefit of doubt and took photos with me in case at some point this blind passenger turns out to be famous and they just got it wrong. Maybe he's just a famous guy who doesn't need assistance or maybe it's a blind guy who's not famous. They didn't know. So they were very sweet waiting at the curb with my boarding card, went straight through. I didn't have to check in because I had hand baggage, went through security, went to the gate. People are just like, now, who is he? And that's something I realized when you aren't famous, you can actually pull it off. You don't need to be visible on the silver screen or on uh, YouTube. If you build up enough of a kind of curiosity around yourself, I think people will just take photos to be on the safe side. They won't know who you are. They won't know your name. But knowing today's kind of frenzy and the kind of attention people are looking for, it probably will be in your favor that they'll come and be like, excuse me, um, never heard of you. Never seen you. But just in case, that's the just in case selfie. Because maybe they've been living under a rock and you're really popular somewhere, maybe in Seoul or in Tokyo. And that's the thing. People don't care what kind of celebrity you are. They don't even put up those photos more often than not. They probably go home and share that photo and their wife or their husband or their family. Like, Who's that? They're like, we don't know. 
but he looked famous because people from the airline were helping him people around were staring and he seemed to have an aura about him you don't really need an aura just like wear sunglasses have that airport look as they call it i just had like my windsheet on jeans and my sunglasses i look pretty fucking awesome who am i lying to so yeah that's my little tip to uh, create a celebrity aura around you is just look interesting in the sense build curiosity not even look interesting build curiosity around you and people will just uh, take the just in case selfie and that way you just have you're just standing there and then now the indigo whoops i mentioned the airline the um, airline person who gives a fuck the airline person just like actually is he famous now it's kind of like a catch 22 he doesn't know or he didn't know you were famous now the uh, the people in the airport didn't know you're famous but as a result of his kind of safety selfie they've taken selfies you're building up this kind of snowball effect of being a famous person who you really aren't is what it started off to be so uh, what the airline did indigo is that they give uh, people with um, needs special assistance the front row uh, which most of you normal uh, people have to pay for but i get it because you know someone uh, genetically fucked up with me so i got the first row window seat sitting there just chilling and it's been literally 20 minutes since my driver dropped me off at the curb i really just jumped the queue and it was perfect right from getting out of my car to sitting on the plane at the window seat now the steward is like excuse me mr rao um can i take a selfie no she didn't say that just in case selfie the jig selfie or the jelfie and she said can i guide you through airline procedure i'm like ma'am i travel a lot she like i know you do mr rao uh, because i don't need that shit thing like this how a seat belt it goes in and out this is the oxygen mask please touch it please touch it and then she's like sir i will be giving you an option to read the menu in braille and i'm like i don't read braille and then she's like i knew it you're just famous you're not blind but um i said to skip all this bullshit because i don't need it i've had it in the past and honestly in case i need something i'll just either scream frantically if i'm having a panic attack or i will manage because i'm not completely blind i can see a little bit anyhow i am waiting now for the rest of the peasants to board the plane so we can get on our way to delhi sitting in my window seat and speaking about the plane i think the train is interrupting us i love that sound woo no, that's just me sorry about that guys i live close to railway track i know the train's feeling very betrayed how can you go to a plane when i'm so close by i love train journeys i'll talk about that later anyhow so i'm sitting and waiting now the flight is being boarded and uh, people come on people come on now i have two empty seats on my right and i'm like finally i have a flight uh, where i can get seats to myself and now two ladies come on and they keep their bags while they place their other luggage in the overhead bin uh, for to abide by safety standards and then they decide to take their seats as they should right which is normal and then one girl i'm like you know you have that kind of feeling on a flight i hope either have an empty seat or the girl next to me is going to be the fucking hottest girl i've ever sat next to so i thought mm, i couldn't really see her face but you know typical girl hair two hands legs titties and she's like excuse me uh, i'm like oh, no selfies please can you guys stop it and she's like can i take your seat i said what because my first reaction is no and my second thought was what's going to be your excuse because i can't just use my disability card for that right you can't be like sorry i'm blind and she's like yeah uh, you're not going to look out anyway motherfucker is um a very bad excuse but she just uh, asked me can i take your seat and i said sure and then to justify it she said it's my first time flying ever 
It's very cute, right? Very sweet. So I felt, okay, you're giving up your seat for a person who's a first-time flyer. Well, I should have suspected that she wasn't a first-time flyer. Too much confidence because a first-time flyer never goes and asks anyone on a plane because they're too fucking terrified. They just sit where they're, you know, allocated a seat and they just sort of put on things which they're asked to do. They're very well-behaved. Or oh, you have the curious ones. Talk about that right after this. But this girl took my seat. Her mother, who was the other lady, sat in the middle and I was given the aisle seat. And I sat there, not too bad, you know, you have a little more leg room. I buckled in and um, she's uh, sitting in my seat and now the flight's ready to leave. We take off and, and you know, the moment the flight's up, up and the seatbelt signs are off, the, these two ladies just go at the ordering, like the mother and daughter, like noodles and sandwich and juice and chai. And the whole time the window fucking shade is down. I'm like in my head going, dude, I might be blind, but at least I've had some sunlight, some vitamin D on a plane. It would have been nice. And it's your first time. First time flyers have one thing in common. They want to look outside because that's something which you won't get from a train or a bus. Maybe a hot air balloon, but not on a plane. On a plane, you get that view of the earth from 37,000 feet, which a first time flyer would appreciate. But this cunt had fucking closed a window blind. Uh, I shouldn't use that word too loosely, but it called, closed a window shade and just fucking eating. Are like, you fucking fatty? And she's eaten through her cup of noodles. She's eaten through a sandwich. Now she's got some cashews. She's drinking juice. Mother's constantly tapping me to go to the bathroom. I'm like, you fucking selfish bitch. Like, <laughs> let me sleep. I've got my beautiful neck pillow and I want to sleep. And they kept interrupting me by poking me in the side, like tapping my knees. And then this girl just slept. After using the toilet, bothering me, she just slept for one and a half hours for the rest of the flight. Two hours almost, she just fucking slept. And I said, you know what, dude, you're not a first-time flyer. You would have appreciated the view. You would have been a lot more uh, sensitive about how to behave on a flight. You would have probably either done one of two things where you're too terrified to touch anything or you would have just been like the curious person who would just be looking out all the time or try to understand what's under the seat, trying to open the life uh, jacket uh, pouch. You try to be looking through all the, the sick bags, the vomit bag. You'd be looking like through the instruction manual, the safety manual. You'd be looking through the magazine. Nothing. This is the most disinterested first time flying bitch I've ever met. She just ate and slept. No curiosity whatsoever. And I was... Fuming, I was like, not, not not that much, but just for effect. I was fuming and I was really pissed off. Like, how the fuck could you make me move using your first time flying experience as an excuse and then not even utilize that experience and make me sit in the aisle seat and kept and keep interrupting my sleep? I mean, I felt so violated. I mean, not really, but you know what I mean? I, it wasn't that big a deal at all. I just, I don't even know why I'm doing a podcast on this, but it was really kind of just something that affected me because I'm, you know, it, it's one of those sort of times we live in where these are problems, you know, these are issues that we should address. These are things that make you angry and upset and things that you want to share in public on uh, something as beautiful as a podcasting platform because um, I don't really have more serious problems in my life. You know, that's the problem. I don't really have something which uh, is threatening my daily existence. I don't really have something that is affecting me and making me a really fight for a better life. It's just these kind of things, airline stories, or for instance, I was cut off in queue, or for instance, my food was served cold, or the airline uh, gave me, um, you know, a bad seat or gave me a seat next to a toilet or my bag was misplaced. So the problem is when you don't have real problems, these become problems. So mine is a real problem because relatively speaking, every problem is massive 
depending on how shit your life is. If your life is really, really shit, then, you know, even something as your charger being left at home is a shit problem, is a massive problem. So, yeah, it's just about um, problems, I suppose, not really the Delhi trip. Uh, that was fine. And, you know, she was a cunt because she took my seat and she slept and she ate. And I really hope she had the worst shits of her life. And I hope her mother, you know, finds someone really shit for her in life and they get divorced in two years. But it's more about my problems, you know, because who gives a fuck about everyone else? <laughs> well, but I suppose, yeah, it's not about my Delhi flight at all. It's about problems. And how you can make your problems seem so important when it's really not. I had a seat, I had the first row, and that is my biggest worry. I'll get someone to assist me, I'll get on my flight, which I made on time. My flight reaches in time. I made it into the cab who someone organized, where there was someone receiving me. I was safe. I got uh, into the cab, went to the villa where I was staying. Yes, I said villa because it was a villa. And I got to my shows on time. They were well organized. The crowds came. I did well. The comedy was appreciated. The jokes landed. I hung out with other comics, met some friends, got some drinks, got some photos taken. All that doesn't fucking matter. But I just have to come back from that trip, which was quite decent. And I got a lot of GI. See Jixies, Jexies, Jelfies. That I fucked up my own term. Justify. What's it called? Just in case selfies. Got all that done. But the only thing which I remember from this trip is how this cunt took my seat. So yeah, problems. <laughs> See you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. The Baby Bed Podcast every Wednesday. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you like what you heard, please do check out the other episodes on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. And I would much appreciate it if you could like the video, share it with people who you think might enjoy it. And of course, do subscribe to the channel because it will help me and the podcast grow and reach more people just like you. So thanks again. Appreciate it.